Welcome to the Soulful Essence Podcast. A show about building a business that you love using archetypes. I'm Yamilka. And I'm Sabrina. And we're here to help you discover the secrets to using archetypes to uniquely position your brand in the market. And identify the super fan that will lead you to massive growth. Hello, everyone. It's Yamilka and Sabrina. And welcome to the Soulful Essence, Episode 6. Today, we will be discussing the caregiver archetype. The method we have developed is called the archetype method. So what is the archetype method? Well, it's based on psychology and human behavior. We help companies increase their ROI by attracting top quality prospects that we call super fans. Envision your future customers' needs, boost customer adoption, and drive powerful product or service demand. So let's give a little review. You know, so the archetypes, li- the archetypes live on four different axes, belonging, independent, stable, and dynamic. The belonging axis is where we bring people together. It's about caring, relationships, and human connections. The independent axis is where we exist to chart new territory, ask tougher questions. And it's about simplicity, achievement, and independence. And the stable axis is about stability and assurance to the world. And it's about control, rigor, and analysis. And then the dynamic axis, we exist to bring revolution, fun to the world. And it's about transformation, conviction, and joy. So yes, we are on the caregiver axis, and it's all about belonging. So um, yes. and it's about bringing people together, right? Right, and that's where the caregiver really, um, you know, plays such a huge role in, you know, reinforcing this belonging. Now, we talked about the lover being very passionate and being very connected to people. We've talked about the good guy as being very, you know, welcoming and inviting and, you know, um, bringing people together and being kind of one of the guys. Well, the caregiver in this particular case is, you know, this character brings out the caring and nurturing um, components that are part of relationships. So uh, the caregiver is all about relationships. They're about supporting others and really helping people feel cared for um, and safe. Um, These, um, the brands that really associate with caregiver um, represent and promise the world um, connection and empathy and um, nurturing kind of qualities. Uh, they also have a huge sense of responsibility um, and they feel that, that it's their role to take on that responsibility in the world or to help other people feel more responsible. So the caregiver loves to work closely with people. You know, they allow them to grow and bond and there's this mutual respect for one another. Caregivers draw sincere concern about people's well-being and personal development. Yeah, and the caregiver um, character generally comes across in in um, things like um, a, a nurse or a mother, a, you know, a father, a, a mentor, a teacher, um, 
you know, even like that fairy godmother that's there to take care of you. Um, the caregiver can, you know, really provide things like food and comfort and, um, and, and nurture um, to, to people. And it is often associated with things that are like, um, it can be associated with things like, you know, being more parental or um, maternal um, and this protectiveness. So the t- prototypical character really comes across, you know, you think of a caregiver, you, you go directly to, to parents and children. But it's also important to recognize that, you know, these archetypes have different, you know, layers to them and layers of development. And so, um you know, the caregiver really has an, a wide expanse of how it can, that, that, that character can be brought to the world um, as brands and companies in different categories embrace this idea, um, just the qualities of a caregiver. And so it may kind of begin to separate itself a little bit, even from that kind of prototypical, you know, parent thought of as a caregiver and be more of a, um, a, a giver to the world or um, more of just a, um, a, a nourishing or a safe force in the world. And so it's important as we kind of think about this character that we don't get too stuck in the kind of iconic elements of it. We use that to begin to inspire us, but then we are able to build beyond it um, and, and ask what that means. Um, so, yeah. So when we started thinking about this, you know, I was just, you know, what kinds of brands come to mind um, as we think about the caregiver brand? So, you know, some of the brands that come right to mind is Johnson and Johnson, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and they say like celebrates the bond between the parent and child. Yeah. And another brand that comes to mind is like Campbell's Soup, Taste the Comfort. So the caregiver can come to life in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, a nurse, a mother, a father, mentor, teacher, um, even a fairy godmother. These are ways that we kind of see the caregiver characterized. And people who have these qualities, um, you know, they're providers. They provide comfort. They pr- provide nourishment. They provide safety in the world. Um, and we often associate, you know, um, caregivers and kind of with mother and father and that productiveness. But at the same time, you know, as we start looking at, you know, different types of people and different types of, you know, um, industries in the world, um, we can see how caregiver can really go, go beyond just that sort of iconic typical place that can be a good inspiration, but then we can go beyond that. So Sabrina, what does that mean specifically for brands? Right. So, you know, people, it's easy to imagine people having these characteristics, this nurturing quality um, and things like that. But when we get into brands, brands are just, you know, they can have personas and hearts and souls that kind of, um, that kind of define where their value system comes from. And when we see this, then these brands really kind of come to life for us. And so um, as brands take on the, the, persona of the caregiver, um, we can kind of see um, that come to life through their promises of um, uh, of nurturing qualities, through their promises of safety, through their promises of care. Um, and they're about bringing people together in like kind of tight family units. So like we talked about the good guy being very much about, you know, bringing groups together and being that networker and making everyone feel comfortable and being kind of a friend. And the lover as being that perfect partner, that, you know, that great companion, um, the caregiver really is about building family and building tribe even, even more strongly. And so um, we can see this in all kinds of brands. 
if you want to ask yourself if you are um, a caregiver brand, here are some questions um, that you may you, you may look at. So does the brand nurture itself every day? Does the brand treat everyone around them with love and compassion? Does the brand take care of itself first so it can take care of others? And does the brand love itself unconditionally? Yeah. So, you know, these things are really, they feel like very soft and very human elements and attributes, but this is really important um, to think about when we're thinking about brands. And a lot of times, you know, brands express these things on the outside, but they also, um, you know, have the ability to um, express these things to their employees and things like that on the inside as well. Uh, so there's a lot of iconic, um, you know, caregiver brands throughout history. So let's talk about some of them that kind of come to mind right off. Um, which things do you think about first? <laughs> yeah. So Johnson and Johnson kind of just came right to mind because of the child, right. And the mother mm-hmm. and they do say like celebrates the bond between the parent and child. Yeah, they are such an iconic caregiver brand, you know. I mean, their products are caregiver types of products, like you said, for, for mother and child. Um, a lot of the qualities, you know, that, that people think about when they think about Johnson Johnson are like gentle and very safe and, um, you know, those nourishing or nurturing kinds of products. And, and so that's very expected from the brand and they can really own that and um, own that differentiation. Yeah, and so another brand that comes to mind is kind of like Campbell's Soup. Taste the comfort. That word comfort, right? Mm-hmm. And they're advertising for so many years around, you know, how the this was just an extension of that mother making the children feel good and taking care of them and nourishing them. Um, so those are so those are two very, very iconic, you know, brands that you just think of. Like, yes, I can kind of get that the, the caregiver idea. Um, what's what else comes to mind? So, uh, you know, a brand that kind of takes a different stand is Volvo you know Mm -hmm. it it prides itself on the status of being known as the safest car brand yeah so it's not like you know with with the Volvo brand I think that the cool thing about that is like it's in the transportation industry so by nature it doesn't necessarily need to be you know, it's not necessarily a caregiving industry. It's not like, you know, healthcare or food or something like that, that you could see the natural fit, you know, generally, um, you know, the auto and transportation industry is, you know, performance led and performance driven. So, you know, to see, um, a, a brand then come to life through the caregiver lens, through that, that personification in the world, you just see naturally their advertising, their communication, and even all of their innovations, um, you know, come through as really reinforcing that, that, um, that safety element, that caring element. Um, so, you know, if you just think about the different types of things that they really focus in on and the different types of, um, of products that they launch into the world, that safety component offers a clear differentiation for them. Yeah, it sure does. It's just really interesting. Um, and I think it's it's one of the things that, you know, we discussed is, you know, you have to be really careful about how you define the caregiver because it's not just about the mother and the child, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that that's really um 
That's really key because, you know, a lot of times when you read things about archetypes and about uh, different, you know, kind of character types, um, it, it's easy for people to talk about um, the prototypical caregiver. But if we kind of get to the deeper motivation of, um, of the, the caregiver archetype, we kind of, we, we really get at that kind of almost like even fierceness of taking care and that anticipation of needs, like thinking ahead and, um, and all of the things that kind of go into the qualities um, uh, of, of that type of a, a character. Right. You know, obviously we think, you know, Mother Teresa, I think, kind of embodies that because she wasn't yeah. just about caring, but she was fierce. Like she was yeah. intense, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can kind of see those kind of icons in the world. You know, it makes me think about, um, you know, a brand that might be less obvious to people, um, um, Chrome. Um, they're owned by, I believe, Keen. And um, they are... Um, a caregiver branded heart too, but they're like, they're really targeted at like messenger bike uh, products that really, you know, like really kind of get, get into like, like uh, people who spend time on their bikes in the street and they're very intense sort of a brand. Um, And the, um, the key thing with them is their whole thing is around um, family. And so, but it's almost like a, you know, like a, the intensity of, you know, bringing a, um, a group together around a like passion, but bringing them together, like where you're taking care of each other and you're like, you know, in it for, you know, keeping everyone safe and supporting everybody. And, um, you know, it takes it out of just that, like, you know, soft, you know, very, you know, happy, very feminine. Yeah. Very feminine place. Yeah. And it takes it to this really more gritty place. And I just think it's a great example of like how someone has embodied the, the caregiver brand, but they're, you know, if you looked at them and you're like, these guys are the furthest thing from caregivers, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but really like the way that they bond together, that character has created a really unique and ownable thing for their brand and their culture. So um, yeah, that's a great one to reference, I think too. Yeah. So if we get into a day in the life of a caregiver, um, what are the habits do you think are essential? Mm, right. For a caregiver. Well, yeah. So we've talked about like, you know, how does a caregiver begin their day? How do they, you know, how do they really go through their day every day? And so, you know, I mean, I think from from this character type, a couple of the key things are like really how they think about the people around them um, and anticipate the needs and really have this idea of needing to do, you know, I, I need to do things. What do I need to do and who do I need to do it for? And and really focusing on that. And so can you imagine like, okay, so how would you imagine their day beginning? So I think, you know, if there were a balanced caregiver, obviously, you know, you can take one side or the other. I think they would get up and really look at, you know, what can I do for me today? I'm going to make my tea or my coffee. I'm going to kind of snuggle into my couch and read my magazine or my newspaper. Right. It's a, it's like nurturing their soul. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, I mean, caregivers, again, each of these characters have different developmental stages. And I think one of the challenges for caregivers is like, you know, their their fear, their greatest fear and their basis is really focused on this idea that, you know, they need to be needed. And what if they aren't needed? That's that actually comes across as a fear. And so, you know, for a caregiver to be able to evolve, essentially actualize into being able to actually think about themselves and really taking the time to nurture themselves, that is a really um, a really good step for a caregiver. A lot of times caregivers might, you know, um, you know, feel with that, again, fear to be needed, feel that they need to wake up and think about everyone else and get everything finished for everyone else. And, and, um, uh, take, you know, try and take care of all of these needs before they put their self forward. And I think that that's just a big watch out for caregivers because, you know, it's really playing on that fear piece. And I think we can talk more about fear in a lot of the, these, um, these characters as we bring it forward, because, um, you know, that a lot of times begins to drive bad behavior. So when we're driving the good behavior of caregivers, they both think about others, anticipate what they're going to need for the day. And then they take a moment to take care of themselves. You know, the typical, you know, thing you've heard of, like you take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Like that is, yeah, it's like a the really airplane, key, right? Yeah. Like totally. Put the mask on yourself before you put the mask on others. Mm-hmm. Now, and so, yeah, what about like, uh, we talked about cleaning in the last one. How would a caregiver yeah. clean their house? <laughs> yeah, I think it has a lot to do with, with the products, right? So they want to make sure mm-hmm. that the products are safe, mm-hmm. that, that the products aren't, um, have too many chemicals. And if they do, they probably would use them sparingly or certain times um, to make sure there's nobody around that would get hurt by them. Um, so I think it, it would have a lot to do with with the products and making sure, you know, the surfaces that are most used are taken care of mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, and I think a caregiver, even even in the process of cleaning, probably is, you know, when I've really, you know, done research with a, a lot of caregivers, you know, you they're really focused on creating inviting spaces, spaces where people can feel comfortable, where people feel safe. And so a lot of times their cleaning efforts are not necessarily for the task of getting clean, but maybe for thinking about like, oh, okay, yeah, who's going to be in the space? And maybe I don't want to have, you know, these chemicals in the space. Maybe I don't want to, you know, have it, you know, smelling like cleaners or whatever. They want it to be um, uh, clean for and inviting. And so um, that's something that I feel like I, I hear a lot. Yeah. So maybe, about. maybe, <laughs> maybe they're baking cookies and making sure it smells good. Yeah. Maybe they end with a nice little cookie smell. That's a, yeah, that, that sounds like something a caregiver would do. <laughs> You know, and, and as you were speaking, mm-hmm. it made me think of, you know, when you walk into a caregiver's house mm-hmm. versus, you know, let's say a good guy's house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are the things that we might see? Like a caregiver might have some really comfy couches yep. and some blankets, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they might have, you know, they might have anticipated your needs and be offering you things, you know, or have things setting out that are sort of inviting. Um, yeah, that would be definitely something you see in a caregiver's house where I would, I would typically think that for a good guy, you know, definitely still be inviting, but you might see, you know, like I can imagine like their living room actually is set up so that you can have, you know, almost like 20 people sitting in it versus like a cozy little intimate conversation. They'd want to be able to host and facilitate larger groups, you know, or, 
um, they'd probably have a little bit more practicality to their home as well. Exactly. Yeah, a little less comfy elements and more, uh, yeah, practicality. Definitely. Um, Yeah, so, you know, so that kind of gets us back to the idea of, you know, people and, um, you know, we were thinking about, you know, bringing uh, we're thinking about these um, archetypes, you know, and they really are the personas of people. Um, They're applied to these brands, but then also it's really important to think about them kind of from our perspective as, you know, what if a caregiver were your super fan? So if we were going to imagine, you know, your super fan as being a caregiver, how might you sort of direct your messages and your products and your services and even like the innovation that you create so that it would delight um, this caregiver super fan and basically, you know, kind of really help, you know, attract, but also kind of build those relationships to, to, to inspire growth for your, for your um, business. Right. You know, I love how, you know, if you look at it and you do the exercises and and you kind of spend a week thinking about this caregiver and looking at it from their perspective and seeing what you can come up with, even if you're not a caregiver, you know, are there things you can start doing in your daily life where you kind of just do it for a week just to see what it would be a day in the life and a caregiver, right? Mm-hmm. And see see them from your perspective. Because if you do have, you know, we'll talk about this further, but if you do have a customer that's more of a caregiver customer, how can you serve them? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important is like recognizing they are the ones that are, you know, anticipating people's needs. They're the ones that are um, doing things. They're very hands-on. And so, you know, when I look at, you know, building building things for caregivers as our super fan, um, you know, the idea would be, you know, really offering them things to do, offering them things that help them nurture or care or, or um, promise those things and help them, you know, turn them into the hero, help them be the one that can come in and get everything done, do everything be this fantastic caregiver um, for the world. And so um, I think that that's like a really key component is to think, how am I making this caregiver more enabled to do the things that they want to do in the world? Yeah, I love that. So stay tuned for our next episode, which will talk more about these archetypes. So remember, the archetype method is based on psychology and human behavior. We help companies increase their ROI by attracting top quality prospects that we call super fans. So if you want to know more about your brand's archetype, take the quiz. And you can find the co.co and see what your brand archetype is, what your super fan is. And so we leave you with envision your future's customers' needs, boost customer adoption, and drive powerful product or service demand. Learn these secrets from us. So thank you and see you next time. See you next time.